This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. New content will be available every week throughout 2016. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. It's great to be here again. Uh, You have a beautiful church, and I'm not only talking about uh, renovation, because we are his church, living stones. And uh, it's great to, I mean, wherever you come in the world, when you step into a church, when you, when you hear the worship starts and you, you feel the spirit move and you just feel at home, um, it's, it's beautiful. So it's great to be here with you. On behalf of Richard Gunning and, and RTU Ministries and ACE, I would just like to extend a great thank you. Thank you for your love and support throughout the years. And, and you know, it is as, as was said here, um, it's not only here, but I, I think in many places, local churches supporting. Sometimes, you know, we just see a small part and we think, you know, this is what we're supporting. But really, even statistics, I mean, the numbers you saw there, they're mind-blowing, 650,000 some, something um, decisions for Christ. More than 1,600 churches planted. When we show this video, that's not accurate anymore. <laughs> I mean, things are, you know, going at such speed and, and we're trying to our best ability to keep up and, you know, put things together and be able to to communicate this, but God is on the move and the frontiers of his kingdom is expanding at such a speed. Jesus is coming soon, but we have a mission. We have a, we, uh, we, we have a mission to complete. Um, Matthew 24, 14, that's a verse we actually, you know, I, I always have to struggle because I felt God put another word on my heart, but really this is one of the verses I always want to share and preach from really, because this is burning in all our hearts. First, This gospel of the kingdom must first be preached as the testimony to all nations and then the end will come. I mean, we we know that we can look at so many signs that the the end is coming, that Jesus is coming soon. But really, this is, I think, I mean, if you read Matthew 24, that whole chapter speaks about the end times. And uh, I've seen and I know there has been written, I mean, whole libraries could be filled with literature theology about the end times just based on that chapter but it's interesting fascinating or or even quite sad to see that there's one verse there has been written quite little about and that's that one verse that actually requires us to do something matthew 24 14 we have a job go out into all the world and preach the gospel and then the end will come this is the heart of Ace. This, is, uh, this has been the heart of, of Richard Gunning from the beginning. This is what God really spoke to him, and, and this is what we're trying to do. Really find out where are the least reached people groups in the world today. Because there is a reason why they are least reached. It's often quite hard to get there. It, it's a big challenge. Sometimes it's quite hostile. Um, last time I was in West Africa, I was in Guinea. It's a 85% Muslim nation. Where I had the campaign actually in that very place. The coordinator was almost stoned to death 10 years earlier at that spot. But we've been praying and we've been seeking God to be able to move in and, and preach the gospel openly to a people group that is, has been quite hostile and hard to reach. But by the grace of God, uh, two years ago, we had a fantastic breakthrough. In, in one month, I'm, I'm going back to Guinea again, and we believe God for another breakthrough. 
among unreached people groups. So thank you so much for all your prayer support and your financial support. It's really, it's really making a great difference. I felt for today God put, I mean, I, I, I realize I'm going to preach to the choir and, and kind of move in through open doors here. This, uh, this is a subject that I know is, is alive to you, but I know sometimes things that are, you know, basics, uh, you know, the devil, he is attacking. He is, uh, he's sending in fear, fiery darts and, and uh, sometimes we get confused. And this is an area, this is a, actually, this is a huge subject. There's going to be quite a number of, of, of verses. Uh, we'll probably not have time to read them all, but um, I haven't got any time frames at all. The pastor said that normally you'll keep on until five in the afternoon, so I feel, no, I'm sorry. I'll try to move along. Um, I'll start from the very beginning. When God created the world and everything was, was done, he looked at it and said, oh, bummer, this is really not what I thought <laughs> would happen. Thank you. There is one. Not, you know. <laughs> he said, it is good. It's all good. And if it doesn't say in your Bible, I will take it from you and give you a new one. Because God said it's good. It's all good. But then sin came into the world. And from that day, gradually, the whole creation has been under curse. And, and things has been going the wrong way. Sickness, disease, all sorts of pains and, and struggles came into the creation. But that was not the original plan. That was not in, in the Father heart of God. That was not what he intended for us. Sickness, infirmities, pains of all kinds. That was not in the original plan. When God said, it is good, he really meant, it is good. And I've so far, I've traveled the, the world, I've come to many places, I've not yet found a man or woman who've said, you know, woke up in the morning and felt, oh, I really am so enjoying this arthritis. <laughs> I'm so thankful for this migraine. I'm so happy that I have cancer. No. And if you're here today and you're that one exception, we'll be praying for you <laughs> for sure. No, I haven't met anyone that thinks that sicknesses, diseases, pains is a good thing because they are not. They are not good and they were not in God's original plan for this creation, for you and I. And this is very important that this kind of just lands in our hearts because there's one thing to know that God wants the best for me, but it's another thing when hard time strikes, when sickness comes, when all those challenges that faces us when we move through life, to really know that God is not behind this. God really does not want this. There is never ever a reason to question why God? Because God is never going to answer that question. He never wanted it in the first place. And this is really, really important. 
normally when we you know touch different subjects when we 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 touch teachings from the bible i don't know how you how you phrase it here but in sweden very often you describe the old testament as where everything god communicates it's kind of it's not really clear it's it's you know it's shadows it's prophetic pictures and one day later on it's going to be more obvious and evident what god was trying to say but it's fascinating with those big subjects, the things that really God really does not want us to miss out on, the things that he really wants to get across to us, they are very clear all throughout the Bible, from the very first page to the last one. So therefore, I'm going to just move quickly through all the Bible, <laughs> pretty much. And we're going to just, you know, because this is this subject of healing, God's will to heal, if you want the subject title. God's will to heal is visible and evident from the very first page to the last one. So let us move very quickly through it. And I will just have a few glimpses. Actually, do you know the, who the first person in, in the Bible described that experienced the healing? Do you know who, who that was? Okay, everyone at the same time. Um, <laughs> that was Abraham in Exodus chapter 15. And it's fascinating that it is Abraham, because Abraham is also the one person, the first person in the Bible described as the friend of God. There are many people that, you know, saw God move and experienced God doing things, but Abraham is the first person that is being described as a friend of God. And a friend is not just simply someone that, you know, has seen one, has been introduced to someone, that has, uh, you know, done business together. That's someone that has gotten a bit closer, that has really got to know, that has gone under the skin. And uh, if you know your Bible, you know that Abraham, he was sharing life with God. When God was doing things, he, he felt even comfortable enough to intervene and say, God, no, don't do that. I have a better idea. I mean, imagine that was the relationship that Abraham and God had. Abraham, a friend of God, he had got to know God. Abram, it says that he, he prayed. I love the, the, how it's worded, how it's phrased. It's so simple. It doesn't, it's not a long story. It's not a long prayer. It just says that Abram prayed and God healed. Abram prayed and God healed because Abram had gotten to know God, gotten to know his heart. There were many people even before that actually got to know the will of God. Because all throughout the Old Testament, God introduces himself. I'd like to say through business cards, to make it simple and <laughs> for us to relate. Through covenant names, someone else might have said. In, uh, that's actually in Exodus 15, in, in 26. It says, I'm the Lord, your healer. And I, for, for me, that's, that's like someone dropping a business card saying, you know, here's, here's my name and contact information. Uh, and, and often on a business card, it says your title. Um, I just love this. I'm the God that heals you. I'm the doctor. I don't know how it is here in Northern Ireland, but I, I believe that it's pretty much the same as in Sweden and every other nation in the world. If you become a doctor, if you put quite a lot of time and money into becoming a doctor. It's a long education. And for, for you to get there, you'd have to have passion. You'd have to have something in your heart that drives you there. Am I right? 
And I believe a person that becomes a doctor, that wants to work as a doctor, they have a passion for something very specific, and that is to see people helped in a very specific way. They want to see people healed. <laughs> they want to see people well. And for me, seeing God saying, I am the doctor. I'm the Lord that heals. There is never, it's never going to be on the table to question, you know, is this doctor really, you know, competent enough? Is this God, you know, is this doctor, does he have all the, you know, the, the, the latest research? Is he specialized within this particular field? You know, I have actually this one condition that they haven't even named. It's so rare. Does he really know how to treat this? That's never on the table. It's God who says, I am the Lord, your healer. I am the doctor. He's the doctor of doctors. He invented <laughs> that whole, you know. God says, I'm the doctor. All throughout the historic books, in every book, we have examples of healing. But we don't have time to go through them all, so we'll go into one of the um, Psalms and read there. There we'll find a word in one of the most read Psalms, I believe, because I've heard it all over the world in, in different services. There we'll find one of my personal favorite words. Psalm 103 and a few verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. And all the people said, Amen. and very often we stop there because this is what we can grasp. This is what we can fathom. This is what we can you know, relate to. This is what we can uh, mentally and intellectually, we can grasp this. We agree on this, but the verse continues and it says, who heals all your diseases. This is in the Old Testament. <laughs> this is where it's yet shadows and just prophetic images. And, you know, it's not yet been completely revealed. And here it says black and white. This is the Lord we follow. This is the God that has made himself known to creation. The God who wants to restore all creation. This is the father heart of God. God who forgives all our iniquities, all our sins and heals all our sicknesses. That's the word I love, all. <laughs> because I, I've, I've come to know, I mean, I'm human myself and I've interacted with other human beings. So I, I've, I've kind of a, an idea of how we work. I believe if in that verse, there has been a list of sicknesses, you know, being listed, named, even if there had been hundreds, had there been thousands, I believe there would be theologians studying those, this verse and trying to find out the one exception <laughs> that is not included. <laughs> so we could apply it to our own lives and say, well, it's great that God wants to heal a lot of sicknesses, but sadly I'm not included. <laughs> Obviously people not in Northern Ireland, but <laughs> many other places, I believe that's exactly how we work. It's strange but it says all, all, every possible sickness that can be named and all those that we do not yet know the name for. He is the Lord that heals. 
period. If we just flip page, in, in my Bible actually it's so little, <laughs> little, what do you, what do you call it? Um, the text is so small, <laughs> so it's actually on the same page I realized now in this Bible. In Psalm 105, this I find really interesting. This is a fascinating story. It, it actually describes, it's, it's from when the people of Israel were marching out from Egypt, when, when the Lord delivered them from captivity. And the fascinating thing is with all those big stories, if you'd like, that we all know. If you've attended church for some time, if you've been to Sunday school, if you read the Bible, I believe most people, they know this story so well. And what I've come to see is that those huge stories, the big stories that we all know from all directions, that we've heard so many times that we could wake up in the middle of the night and recite huge parts of, even preach from, if someone asked us. We miss, you know, big things that actually God is doing. In Psalm 105, and uh, in verse 37, it says when they were marching through the desert, he also brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among his tribes. None feeble among his tribes. The root of that word feeble in Hebrew actually means there was no one sick. There was no one sick at all. Are you awake? This is, this is insane. This is crazy. This is, we all know this story, but they are marching in. How many people have been in a desert? A few of you. How many of you have been there for 40 years? No, it's, it's not very nice. It's not a very hospital environment. It's super hot in the daytime and it's super cold in the night. And they were there hundreds, I mean, there were so many people. They lived very crowded and they had cattle. They didn't know where to do, you know, what they need to do <laughs> when they've eaten. They did it everywhere. And I mean, if you've been in the desert and you imagine that heat and all that mess and... I mean, it's an open invitation for a mass epidemic. I mean, it's, no one was, was sick. <laughs> And another verse even says that, you know, the, the, the soles of their shoes were not worn out and the clothes were, I'd love to have shoes like that. That would be wonderful. But I mean, it's a continual miracle because of the presence of God in the midst of the people. That is just fantastic and encouraging. God was with his people, none feeble among them. Let's move quickly to one of the prophetic word, uh, books. In Isaiah 53, one of the most read prophetic scriptures that will kind of launch us into the New Testament. Isaiah 53, verse three and to verse five. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and who hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. 
There were people that had already experienced God's goodness and God's heart for his creation in the Old Testament. But this verse pointed towards Jesus that would come, that would embody you know, God and show him as he is in, you know, in fullness, would reveal God to everyone as he really is. Now, the New Testament, the four gospels, they are full. Literally, you cannot flip however your Bible is disposed, how, how it's, you know, if it's big letters, if it's small letters, every single page you will find a story about either Jesus teaching, preaching about healing or healing someone or actually healing a lot of people. Someone said a fourth of the gospels are actually about healing. So this is a subject that clearly God is interested in, actually very interested in getting across to us and clearly knows that we will probably miss and, and mess up somehow. In Matthew 9, when Jesus is walking around, now I flipped the wrong page, Matthew chapter 9, please go with me there, 35 and 36. Their God's heart truly is revealed in a wonderful way. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. When he looked at the people, he said, I mean, everywhere he went, <laughs> people followed him. He was preaching. He could have a five-hour meeting ministering to hundreds of people, thousands of people sometimes. And it says that he got tired and they were moving away from there and they found a, a, a place somewhere where they could rest. And then it says that people from all around that place, they heard Jesus was coming and they were gathering again. And then Jesus would tell them, hours between seven and four uh, please come back tomorrow and we'll no <laughs> never it says whenever he saw people afflicted whenever he saw people that were suffering he was moved with compassion the father heart of God when he sees upon his creation when he sees things are not as they are supposed to be he simply cannot turn away his face he cannot not do something because that's in his in his very center of his being that's his core the love of god set in motion embodied in a person god coming to be among his people jesus christ walking among us when he saw people when he saw the people torn and, and scattered when he saw them as sheep without a shepherd he was moved with compassion, he acted. Just a few chapters further in Matthew 14. Now Jesus has been, he's been up on mountains. He's been along the sea. He's been walking on the sea. <laughs> and now he comes back. It says also in verse 34, it says, when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, 
they sent out into all the surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. We could continue to read all throughout this Sunday scriptures where it says that all that were present were healed. All kinds of sicknesses, everyone that was sick. And it just keeps on, all, everyone, everything, all those words. I love those words because it leaves no room for us to exclude ourselves. And it's awesome because that's what we do all the time. Yes, I believe that God can heal. Yes, I believe that God will do this. I believe he has done in the past and I've even seen him do this among us. But yet I wonder, is this really for me? Is this really for me? Obviously, none of you, you feel, <laughs> you recognize this, but, uh, but if you know someone, you could, you know, encourage them that <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> you are in the Bible. You are included in everyone. <laughs> Matthew 4, 24, Matthew 12, 15, Luke 4, 40. It's all in the gospels everywhere. Nowhere does it say that Jesus met with someone that was afflicted, that had pain, that was in sickness, that asked for his help and he said, no, it's not gonna happen. In Matthew 8, it's one of the last verses I'd like to read from because I just love this verse. It's like God knew exactly how we would be programmed in the Western hemisphere and probably in most parts of the world in this time. Matthew 8, now he's been up on a mountain again. He's everywhere, Jesus. There's, there's not a place where he's not seeking people out. I believe actually he had a campaign. It's great acoustics. Uh, how do you say acoustics? Yeah, up on a mountain. If you pre I preached up on mountains. It's wonderful. People come crawling up the, the mountainsides from all directions because they've heard a madman shouting something. And you know, the sound has traveled, bouncing off the mountain walls. And all of a sudden they hear someone shouting in through their window that Jesus is here to set you free. <laughs> and they are trying to find their way. Where is this voice coming from? Jesus has been up on a mountain preaching to a big crowd. When he had come down from the mount mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, no way, go away. No. <laughs> then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. That simple. Not a long, you know, preaching, not a long teaching. Yes, but first you have to follow those 10 steps of, of repentance and you have to do the right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I am willing. You know, to make it even more easy for us to understand. Yes! <laughs> A big, bold, you know, size one million. Times New Roman. <laughs> yes, I am willing. I've always been willing. Yes, this is for you. And that's my prayer for today, that wherever you come from, whatever you are facing, whatever you've gone through, whatever you're struggling with right now and maybe done for years, that the Holy Spirit will take those words and just 
whisper them into your heart. Make an imprint on your heart. Whenever that question might come, and I know it will, is this really for me? Yes. Yes. I am willing. For you, I am willing. And please know, I'm not a stranger to sickness. I'm not a stranger to pain. Because I know you might sit here thinking, but Jonas, you have no idea. You have no idea what I've come, you know, what I'm going through, what I've gone through. You have no idea the people that I've lost. You have no idea how many times we prayed. But you have no idea. You have no idea what I've gone through. You have no idea what I am going through. But let me tell you this, and this is very important. We can never let our experiences defined define our faith at the cost of God's truth. We can never let our experiences define our faith at the cost of God's truth. I've sat with people. I've prayed with them for years. And I've sat with them and I've had to say goodbye. And it grieves me. It hurts me. I have family members that are struggling. Close friends. And it, not a single day passes without me shedding tears and my heart aching for people close to me. I know what it is like to have many questions and so few answers. But what I know, I will never, I will never compromise. What I know, what God has revealed, I will never back down from because I know his heart. I know his will for me. I know his will for this creation. And I love seeing people restored. I love seeing Jesus have his will in people's lives, seeing bodies transformed. I know one day when we will meet before the throne, there's not going to be sickness anymore. There's not going to be pain anymore. There's not going to be any demonic oppression. There's not going to be a single tear shed because of our bodies being under attack. But that's not where we need healing because then we are going to have a new body that can't be sick. All the promises of God are for here and today. Let me make that very clear. I've heard so many people dress this in religious clothes. Yes, but my healing will be in heaven. Let me tell you, your healing is not in heaven. You're not in need of healing in heaven. You're not ever going to be sick in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to have a new body. And I long for that day. Sometimes I long so much and I can't even, I can never talk about heaven without, <laughs> forgive me, but I, I long for heaven so much, but I know what God has in, in store for us here. Everything that is, he has communicated here, we can experience now. We can experience now. That's why he came. God did not come down to the, to the earth simply to make the way back for us to heaven. No, he came down to bring heaven down to earth. 
Emmanuel, God with us. So if you're here today and you are struggling with sickness, if you're struggling with pains and infirmities, if you have relatives who you are praying for, my word for you today from the Lord is, I am willing. In Hebrews 13 and 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, today. It was true then when it was written, and it is true today because today is today, and now, today, and forever. So tomorrow, this is true. He's never gonna change. If he said, I am willing, then today, he says, he says, he says, that was lame, come on. <laughs> That's even worse than in Sweden. <laughs> there I have to look at people's faces and I know they're saying it very silently, but you know, they're saying it in their hearts. Then it is true because today he's saying, do you believe it? Amen. The good news is you don't even have to believe it. <laughs> it's true anyway. <laughs> God is not going to change. The man who came to Jesus, he believed that God was willing. But he did not know for sure if Jesus was willing for him. That's one of the most encouraging things with that story. He did not doubt that God could heal. But he questioned whether Jesus really wanted to heal him. He didn't have faith for his own healing. But Jesus, the author and finisher of all faith, he has faith. He is willing and he is able. I'm the Lord, your healer. Let us all stand up. Hallelujah. 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 I will give an invitation for people to come forward for personal prayer, but I'd like to do something first that I just love to do because Jesus has come down to build his church. He has, he has taken, hallelujah, through his spirit, he's building his church in each and every one of you who, who believes in Jesus. He is present with his will, with his power, with his with God's expressed will to heal. And I've done this in many places and I just love to see what God is doing through us. So I'd just like to encourage you, if you could just move closer to each other, if you're standing with a few open chairs in between and just stretch out your hand to the left and to the right, just gently touch the one next to you. If you are in need of healing, sure, pray for yourself, you know, pray, pray to God for healing. But if you are here and, and you know there are others in here that would need healing today, just pray for them as God leads you. If you know specifically, you know, pray for them. Uh, if not, just ask the Holy Spirit to move and make God's will, you know, revealed to us here today. And we'll pray together. Just start to pray where you are standing right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you that you came to open the way to heaven for us. But we thank you, Lord, that you also came to fully reveal God to us and take heaven down to us. Thank you, Lord, that at this very moment, heaven is touching earth.
because you are present among us. Holy Spirit, because of the finished work at Calvary, Lord, we welcome you to move through your church, move through your body, Lord, move through the temple that you have chosen for your indwelling, Lord. Mend your temple, Lord. Restore your temple, Lord. Touch your temple, Lord. I pray, Lord, that every crack in stones and in the bricks of your temple, Lord, that you will mend, that you will heal, that you will restore, Lord, that you will build, Lord, build us up, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for new bodies. Thank you, Jesus, that you says, I make all things new. You are present here among us today. I just bless your work. I bless your ministry, Holy Spirit. I bless your presence as you minister to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for touching people. Thank you for, for, for removing arthritis right now. In Jesus' name, I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. Cancer, I come against you in the name of Jesus. Terminal cancer, I go, I come against you in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. I break your power in Jesus' name. Uh, breathing problems, asthmatic problems, go in Jesus' name right now. Tinnitus on, on, on the right ear, go in Jesus' name. Ear be opened right now, in Jesus' name. Oh, I believe there is someone here that has struggled for many years that so longs to have a child and uh, there is some problem with your... Um, I don't really know this, those words in English, but you, you have a lot of pains and uh, it comes regularly and it's really hard. And uh, I just like to, to encourage you. I believe God is saying, you know, the first man who prayed for healing was Abraham and what he prayed for was actually that, uh, you know, the wombs were barren and he prayed and God healed. And uh, hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for, for complete healing, Lord, whatever is, is, is not right, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord, for, for fruit. Thank you, Lord, for fruit of the womb, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just bless you. Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Bless your presence. Bless your ministry, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I just bless you. All, all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of infirmities and pains, go in Jesus' name. Neck pain, leave in Jesus' name. Dislocated disc in the, in the spine, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, spine straighten out now in Jesus' name. Something wrong in the third disc from, from the top in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless your presence, Holy Spirit. Bless your presence, Holy Spirit. Bless your presence, Lord. Bless your presence, Holy Spirit. Bless what you're doing right now. Bless your presence. Hallelujah. Just take a few moments. Just pray. Pray for the one standing next to you. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Just take... 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right where you're standing, start to check your body right now. If you could not bend your back before because of pain, because of a problem in your back, start to test your back right now. If you could not, you know, move your head, your shoulders, raise your arms, if your knees were not functioning properly, where you are, start to check your body. Just start to check it. If you were the one with a tinnitus on, on your right ear, go out of the building, you know, to find a quiet place. Just check it where you are. Don't be shy. Move around. Help each other out. Let's do some gymnastics together. If you were not sick, if you had no problem, start to move your body in any way. <laughs> help the, help the, the one that really needs to check. This is my experience. So many times God does something and we haven't even realized. I've had people coming back from home to meetings saying, I didn't really realize until I came home, but I actually walked myself. <laughs> I mean, this... Hallelujah. <laughs> I walked. I left, you know, I left the crutches at church. I just wanted to come back and tell everyone. I had one man, he came to a meeting, he ran back. We had closed the meeting. He ran up and took the mic. I, I thought to myself, now something bad is going to happen. <laughs> but he just was so happy, said, I didn't even realize, but I was walking myself home. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity to give God the glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please test your body where you're standing. If, if it was something that you can test now, you know, check your body. And then I'd like to ask you, if you felt God touching you when, when your brothers and sisters were praying for you, raise your hand and wave at me. If you felt that God was touching you in some way, maybe you can confirm your healing now or maybe you, you'll have to check later. But if you felt that God was touching you, please wave at me where you're standing right now. God bless you. I believe there are many more. You felt God touch you. You felt, and you already know that you have been healed. Just wave at me. I'm not going to take you up here. So please know that I'm not going to you know, bring you up here to, to speak in the microphone if you feel you know, you're not comfortable with that. But just, just to give God the glory. I believe that he's touched several people here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. There you go. <laughs> You're like, just like in Sweden. No one wants to come forward. <laughs> but please, if God touched you and you know that God has healed me here this morning, share this testimony with your friends. Share it with your family here, the church family. Encourage each other. Because so many times I hear people, oh, God is obviously doing fantastic things. And it's always overseas. It's always somewhere else. Let me tell you, God does the same things here among us. We see people healed in my hometown every single week. God, you know, God is the same. He is the same. Not just yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same in Northern Ireland, as in Sweden, as in Pakistan, as in Guinea. He never changes. I'm so happy. It just hit me when I came back from Pakistan one time. I'd seen so incredible miracles. And I was so thankful because it hit me when we flew over the border into Sweden. I just realized he didn't change his name. He didn't change his name. His name is still Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah, the anointed one, full of power. His will is not changed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to hand over the mic to the, to the worship team. If you would like to have personal prayer, it's going to be possible here. Uh, I don't know how, how we're going to end this service, but I'll be available here for, for, for prayer for people who would like personal prayer. But I believe so many people have already been touched here this morning. Share this with people. Encourage people. Yes, he is willing. And it is for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information www.mpc.org.uk